Ketubot Zayin, the last thing we're discussing, an almana who grabbed uh, movable objects uh, for her mezonot, whatever she grabbed, she grabbed. And if she sold her husband's land in order to get the mezonot, whatever she sold, she sold, even if she didn't have permission from Betin. And with that, we're starting Sadi Zayin Amud Aleph, first line in, last word on the first line, where it says, Ketzad Mocheret. How is she supposed to sell? Meaning, if she, how much land she's supposed to sell in in regards to this land is worth a lot of money okay this could this money could last her for years eating so how many years remember she could get married she could die a lot of things could happen down the road so how much is she allowed to sell how meaning how much of supply does she need in order to sell a year's worth more or less and that's the question so amar bi daniel barav ketina amarav huna mukheret she sells land enough so she can have money for 12 months. But the buyer shouldn't give her all the money at once. She should give her once every 30 days. She sells enough for six months. And the buyer gives her the money once a month. She sells enough for 12 months. And the buyer gives her the money once every 30 days. He splits it up like that. We have a Braytelek Biuda. She sells enough for six months. And the buyer gives her the money in increments once every 30 days. And Amar Amemor, Hilcheta, the Halakha, the Kaviuda, Mokhet, Lashisha Hodashim, she sells enough for six months. Velokeh Mefanis, a Hatlish Lashim Yom. And the buyer gives her enough money once every 30 days in increments. And Amar Le Ravashe, Le Amemor, Ravashe told Amemor, Deravuna, my. What do you, you don't hold the Ravuna? You don't hold that it's once uh, for, once for 12 months? Amar Le Loshim Ali, I never heard of it. Kelomar meaning, Losivir Ali, I don't hold of it. So now, that's the question of Shishat. If a woman sold the land of Yatomim from Mizonot, she sold it away. Can she now repossess that land that she sold so she get her Ketubah money? The question is, according to Rav Yosef's Shita, the Amar of Yosef, if Almana sold the land for Ketubah or Mizonot, the responsibility, if a creditor comes and takes it out, the responsibility is on the Yatomim. They have to pay it. And even in the case where Betin is the one who sold the land for the Ktuba, for the Mizonot of the woman, still the responsibility is on the Yatomim. So, my. Again, the question is can the Almanar herself, who sold the land for her Mizonot, can she come and take that land because that's her Ktuba money? Since the responsibilities on the Yatomim, she could go ahead and repossess it. Or maybe, that the buyers could tell the Almanana, you didn't accept upon yourself the responsibility from other people repossessing that land, but still, you taking that land, why you didn't accept upon yourself? Meaning, if it was anyone else who repossessed the land, fine, we'll go to the Yatomim, but you yourself? So Amar Rav Shishat told them, Tenitua, you, you learned that she herself can't repossess the land because it says, that the woman could sell that land up until whatever's left of her ketubah. So let's say her ketubah is $50,000. She could sell and sell and sell $2, 3000000 worth and uh, leave $50,000. 
and that's the reason that gives her power. Now she can now take her ketubah for the rest. So she can sell whatever she wants to get her mezonot. But the rest, she could take for ketubah as long as she leaves something. Shema minas. What do you understand? Shira in stavka. If she left over something by the tomim, then she could take her ketubah. Lo shira. But if she didn't leave enough land that she could take her ketubah by the tomim, then lo, then she cannot repossess that land. But the Gemara says, no, maybe that's not the halacha. Maybe vedilma. It's not tovah kamashmalan. They're just giving her good advice. Don't repossess that land. Why did Olikru ilach hadranita? Because then people are going to say that you go back on your word. No one's going to trust you in business anymore. But the, the Gemara says, Imken, if she doesn't have to leave land, Mitzad the Din, just we're trying to give good advice, Litni should just say, Go back to that she's Gove, she gets her Ketubah from the leftover. My Semechla, what does that mean, that Semechla that we said in the Braita, that this gives her the power to now take the rest? What does that mean, gives her the power? Shmami, I have to say, like Rav Sheshat, Adavka Shira in, if she left a piece of there, then she could take it. Lo Shira, lo. And if she didn't leave anything by the Yatomim, she cannot take it because she's not allowed to take from the buyers. And therefore, if she didn't leave anything by the Yatomim, she can't take her Ketubah either. And it's not just good advice. So now, Ibar Lehu. The Gemara has a question. Zabin, a person saw the land thinking he needs money for to buy into something else or needs to pay a debt or whatever it is. And then he didn't need the money. Does the sale go back or not? Tashema. Man sold his land. He needed the money. He needed to buy bulls, oxen. And the, the, the deal fell through and he couldn't buy the oxen. And Papa gave him back his land. He refunded everything. So you see that you that uh, if a person needed the, needed the money for something and that fell through, you have to give back the land. The Gemara says, no, sales a sale. And Rav Papa, if Rav Papa went inside the din, meaning he, he did a, he did something good. He did a chesed. He did something nice. But that's not halakha. Tashema, de'ahu betzorta de'ava bin hardea. So let's, here's another case. There was inflation in the hardea. Zabninu kule alma la pandayu. Everyone sold their house just to buy your food. Basof atuhit in the end, wheat came. Ramadur of Nahman, Rav Nahman told the people who bought the houses, Dinahu de Hadrea Pande de Marayu. The halakha is that the houses go back to the people who sold them for the wheat because uh, they only sold it thinking that there was no wheat and then the wheat came. The Gemara says, no, Hatam Nami over there is no proof. The whole uh, the whole sale of the houses was a mistake. Why? Because it was revealed that there was an issue with the river and the, the, the boats had to take a longer way and that's why things came late. So it really wasn't inflated price. Really, there was food coming. It was just a little bit late and it was just a mistake. So the Gemara says, if that's the case... That it's always a mekhtaut. Haynu da amale Rami Bashmuel Rav Nachman. Now I understand what Rami Bashmuel told Rav Nachman. Imkenim tzeta machshilan alti lavo. If you said that they have to give back the houses, then you mess up everyone for in the future because a guy wants to buy a house and he pays money for it and then everything goes back and people are always worried that we can't trust these people. Amale. Does inflation happen every day? Do these things happen every day that the bullets have taken the long way? So Rami Bashmuel told him, yeah, yeah. Inflation happens in a lot. The bullets, there's an issue. You can't get the food here in time. It happens. 
And therefore, you have to let the sale go through. Otherwise, these things are going to happen all the time, and then people, no one's going to trust anyone when it comes to sales. If someone bought something, a person sold the land, sold something, and then he didn't need the money in the end, something, a deal fell through, then the, the, the entire sale goes back. And the Shulchan Aruch clarifies, this is Dafka, if he told him at the time, I'm selling it because I need the money for blank. So if blank fell through, then he gets his money. But if he didn't specify, then a sale is a sale. Next, Mishnah. Almana, whether it's from an Irusin, she doesn't get mezonot, she only has ketubah, or even if she was married and she gets mezonot and, and the ketubah, she could sell the husband's land even if she doesn't come to Betin. And the Gemara will explain why. Rabbi Shimon Omer depends. If she was married, then then she could sell for her mezonot, even not in Betin. Mina Irusin. But if she was only engaged, means she only had her, her ketubah, not her mezonot, she could only sell in betin because she doesn't have mezonot. And if she doesn't get mezonot, she could only sell in betin. So now the Gemara asks, I understand why an almanaf can sell not in betin. I understand why, because she needs to eat. And I don't have to make her fast and be hungry until the betin comes, until they find buyers and everything. Let her just sell. But I understand. She's not getting mezonot anyways. Why are we letting her sell, according to Tana Kama, why are we letting her sell the land without a betin? So, the reason is because of affection. We want a woman to like men, and, and, and in order for them to get married, Part of the deal is that if he passes away and uh, she's stuck over there and she wants her ketubah, that uh, she'll be able to sell the land without going to Betin. Because if you're going to make every lady go to Betin, no one's going to want to get married. Now, Rabbi Yohanan Amar, he gives a different reason. A person doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed in Betin. He doesn't want her going over there, fighting with the Betin, going to explain the whole thing. It's it's not nice for, for, for a woman to be in Betin discussing money. So now, my benai, what's the difference between what Allah said, affection, or Rabbi Hanan said? So the explains, the difference would be a gerusha. According to one who said that the whole thing is so people could, uh, so women could want to get married to men, gerusha nami bayachin. When she originally got married, there was also that we wanted affection, and therefore a deal is a deal, and then she's allowed to sell even with uh, without betin. Now, according to the one who says a person doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed in betin, coming, discussing money, and everything like that, when it comes to his divorce, I don't care if she gets embarrassed in betin. And the Gemara asks the question, So let's go all the way and say, that a woman who got divorced should not sell to get her ketubah money unless she's in betin. Let's say that halachalamase. Now, according to the one who says he doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed in betin, gerusha lo echpatle. I don't care if his uh, the person doesn't care if his divorcee is embarrassed. But according to the one who says that it's all because of affection at the, the start of the marriage, gerusha nami bayachin. The Gerusha has the same deen, originally when she got married, they want to show affection. And then if other women see that this lady, this divorced lady, is fighting over her ketubah, no one's going to want to get married under these uh, uh, on these uh, pretenses. 
So the Gemara says, Hamani, who's that, this Mishnah? Like Rabbi Shimon. It's like Rabbi Shimon who holds that they didn't allow her to sell outside of Betin unless it's for her mezonot. But for Ketubah, she has to come to Betin. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon, if it's Rabbi Shimon, Hatana la Resha, didn't we learn in the beginning, Mina Irusina Lotim Kor, that if she was just engaged, she shouldn't sell because she's not getting mezonot. So if we already said Irusin, then why do we even have to mention Girushin if it's the same Din? So the Gemara explains, no, it is Rabbi Shimon, and you can't learn Gerusha from the, the Arusa, because Mahudetema, I would have thought, Almanamina Irusin, there wasn't too much affection between them. People are, gonna, you know, other women are going to look at her. They'll say she was just engaged. There was no love in between them. Okay, then if she has to come to Betin to get her ketubah, okay, fine. There was love over there. They got married. They, they, they lived together. And we're still, he's making her to go to Betin after all this. That could happen to me. So maybe the Gerusha needs hen just so other women could see this and then say, okay, then I, I should get married. So the Gemara says, yeah, but Hanami Tenina. But this we are also learned in the, the first part of the, the of the Mishnah that a Gerusha cannot just take her tuba according to Bishimon unless it's Betin. Because it says, call She'en la Mezonot. Any woman who doesn't get mezonot, now what is her call for? What's her call coming to tell me? Latuya Mai, what's it coming for? Love Latuya Gerusha, aren't we talking about Gerusha? shows you have the same din as uh, Narusa, that she could only sell in Betin. The Gemara says, Lo, it's not coming to talk about Koshe and Lakol, is not coming to add the Gerusha. Latuya Migoreshit Migoreshit. It's coming to talk about a case where she's Safek divorced. Let's say the guy threw a, a get to her, it was maybe closer to her, maybe not closer to him, maybe it's closer to him. So in the case of a safek, a safek rusha, she has to come to betin to sell. And it's like uh, Rabbi Zerah, Kid Rabbi Zerah, the Amar Rabbi Zerah, call makom she'amru mekoreshet v'na mekoreshet, any place where a lady is safek, if she's divorced or not divorced, bal chayavim zonotea. Her husband has to give her food until he gives her a get, meaning as long as she can't get married to someone else, he has to feed her. You want to stop feeding her, give her a real get. Now the Gemara brings a question from a Braita Tashema. The same way she sells non-Betin, same thing in her inheritors, those who inherit her Ketubah, they sell without Betin. According to the one who holds Aida, we don't want the woman to get embarrassed, the person wouldn't want his wife to get embarrassed in Betin. Okay, the same way he doesn't want his wife to be embarrassed in Betin, also, he doesn't want his Yoshim or her Yoshim to be embarrassed. But according to the one who says it has to do with affection, other ladies are watching, no one's going to want to get married. What, uh, what affection is there with, uh, with the Yoshim? So, no. Ola explained. The, the person who holds this because of affection, you could always say it's the daughter meaning the, the Yoresh is her daughter, or it's her sister, and she's going to have to come Betin. Other ladies are going to say, well, I'm going to get married, and my sister's going to have to go to Betin, my daughter's going to have to go to Betin. That's embarrassing. I don't want to do that. Therefore, you could explain that Braita, even according to the one who says it has to do with affection. Next, Mishnah. Machra Ketubata, a woman who sold her Ketubah, and the Meiri explains this could happen either before her husband passed away or after her husband passed away. So she sold it. 
או מקצתה, או even some of the כתובה, משכנה כתובתה, או מקצתה, or she put up uh, the, the base of her, uh, of her כתובה, the 100-200, she put that as a collateral, or some of it, or we're talking about a situation, נתנה כתובתה לאחר, או מקצתה, or she gave it as a gift to someone else, or even some of it to someone else, לא תמכור את השעה, she's not allowed to sell the rest, אלא בבטין, unless she's in בטין. Now, that's according to Rabbi Shimon. He holds that whoever doesn't have mezonot, she cannot sell unless it's in Betin. She could sell her ketubah even four or five times. Meaning, even if she has to sell four or five times, doesn't make a difference. And she could even sell to get her mezonot even without Betin. And she writes in the document of selling that she sold so she can eat for the mezonot. And a divorcee, if she's selling land for a ketubah, that's, that can only be done in Bet Din. So the question is, who's our Mishnah like? So we have to say it's Rabbi Shimoni because the Tanya. We have a Braitat that says, If a woman sold her entire ketubah, or Mishkena Ktubah, she put it up as collateral, Asta Ktubah, Potekila Hair, or she made it, uh, she made the area of her, where, of the land where she's supposed to get her Ktubah from, she made that a place where she's going to, to pay a, de- as a debt that she owes someone at that point in Lamezonot. At that point, according to Rabbanan, Rabbi Meir, she doesn't have food anymore because she, it's as if she took her Ktubah already. Rabbi Shimon Omer, even though she didn't uh, sell the entire Ktubah or she didn't put up for collateral the entire Ktubah, even if she only put up half of it for collateral, only she sold half of it, at that point, she lost everything. Lememra, what which I'm not understand from the Rabbi Shimon Savar that he hold the law minimum mixat kesef kechol kesef. If there's a little bit left in the pot of the of the ketubah, it's not as if she has the entire thing and she lost everything. The Rabbanan Savre, I mean mixat kesef kechol kesef, and Rabbanan hold if she still has a little bit of the ketubah money in the pot, it's considered she has the entire thing and therefore she still has a ketubah. The problem is how ibchasher ma'inan lehu. We heard the opposite. Detanya, because we learned in the Brayta, Vehu Isha Betulah, that a Kohen Gadol has to marry a woman who's a Betulah, and we understood that Prat le Bogeret Shekalu Betulah Devere Bimeir. We're coming to exclude a Bogeret that doesn't have her Betulin anymore. Let's say the Betulin just went away by itself. So according to Rabbi Meir, she cannot marry a Kohen Gadol anymore. And Rabbi Lazav, Rabbi Shimon, Machshirin Bogeret, and Rabbi Lazav, Rabbi Shimon. Hold that she's still considered a betula, and therefore she could still she could still get married. So here you see Rabbi Shimon holds that if she, there's a little bit left, it's not good enough. And by ktuba, a little bit left, it's as if the entire thing is gone. So which one is it? He, he, he's not consistent. The Gemara says no. Hatam over there by the Kohen Gadol situation, because they're arguing uh, on the pasuk itself. Rabbi Meir Savar, Rabbi Meir understood when it says the word betula. Even if there's a little bit of betulim, she's still considered betula, and she's mutar mary kohen gadol. Betuleha, why, when it says the word betuleha, what's got that coming to add that extra hey? Adiika kulayuhu betulin, until there's the entire betulim, not a little bit. And then there's an extra bit, bibtuleha, it's coming to tell me, bichderka in, that if uh, she was nival in the normal way, then uh, she loses her uh, her uh, betula status. But if she was only nival to someone else, 
uh, not the normal way, then she uh, she's not pasul to kohen gadol. That's why Rabbi Meir sets up the pasuk. And Rabbi Lazav, Rabbi Shimon, well, betula shelema mashma. When we say the word betula, it sounds like a full betula. Then when it says betulea, afilu mixad betulim. He understood that betulea. I mean, even if there's a little bit of betulim left, she's still considered a, a kosher to kohen gadol. And then when it says bibtulea, sheyuhu kol betulea kaimin. All the betulim have to be there. Even figuratively speaking, ben bechidaka, ben shalokidaka, the way that she was nival, regular way, not regular way, then she would become pasul. And that has nothing to do with our sugya, where a little bit of the ktubas considers if the, the entire thing was, was broken or not. It has nothing to do. It's two different machlokets over here. Rabbi Shimon holds if she took a little bit of ktubah, it's as if she took the entire ktubah. And over there, just trying to understand what the pasuk really means. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.